Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are starting the week off in the red this morning following a fairly bearish week on Wall Street. Tokyo and Seoul are both off more than half a percent. Sydney is trending lower as well. COVID-19 numbers are once again the top item on investors' watch lists. They also have their eyes on China this morning as Beijing releases a slew of economic data around 10 a.m. local time. Joining me now to discuss all this and more is Ryan Huang. How are you doing this Monday, Ryan? Morning, Michelle. How's your weekend? Really good, thank you. And yours? Awesome, uh, as usual. <laughs> Weekends always welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I second that emotion. All right, we're seeing increasing signs of economies reopening, which is great for markets. However, we're also seeing COVID nineteen cases on the rise, which is not great for markets. So let's address each of these factors in turn, starting with the phase reopening of economies. Ryan, maybe you could share with us a couple of examples of this, starting with Europe, which is reopening yeah. many of its borders today. It is really a tilt of two different contrasting pictures right mm. now. You've got Europe reopening and this is really led by the likes of France. President Emmanuel Macron is trying to get people back into their offices, onto the streets, get life back to normal. And he is pushing for all schools to reopen sometime next week. Mm. So this is really um, something he's been trying to push for um, because you know you need people back to the streets to living life back to normal. Otherwise, you're just going to create a risk of an unrest. Also being reflected in the UK. So this is something that British, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is doing as part of a well, campaign to get consumers back to what he calls shop with confidence. So he's reviewing a set of social distancing, distancing rules that people can adopt when they go out. So that's the picture we have in France and Europe. And of course, what's really weighing on sentiment this morning is concerns that we might see a second wave of cases elsewhere like in China. Exactly. So COVID-19 cases on the rise in many places, prompting some cities to close down businesses. As you mentioned, China, I mean, Beijing has shuttered the city's largest mm. wholesale fruit market. Beijing's lockdown nearby housing districts, dozens of people linked to that market have tested positive for COVID-19. So where else are we seeing increases of cases? Yeah, so in the past week, uh, heading into the weekend, there were some concerns that some fee- some U.S. cities might see that spark, uh, that spike back again. And then over the weekend, you had this fruit and vegetable vegetable market, a major one in Beijing, um, being linked to more than thirty cases. So there was a bit of concern that this is going to be a new cluster, and you might see Beijing going through another lockdown. So that is really weighing on markets this morning. You will get through the numbers in just a bit. Mm -hmm. So that's the concern there. And I think if you look at some um, other Asian countries, um, they are also starting to get a bit worried what might be the potential knock-on impact. If China goes into lockdown, that will mean another round of supply chain constraints and then their economies will also suffer. So that's something they'll be tracking um, in the following days to see how this pans out in China. Let's take a look at how this dynamic is playing out in markets. So US stocks experienced a big pullback last week with the Dow falling more than 5%. It was the worst week for US stocks since March. And looking at the futures market, it appears that the week will start off in the red as well. Is it fair to say, Ryan, that bearish sentiment is taking over? That is quite a, I guess, accurate description because heading into the weekend on Friday, 
you had markets rebounding after a bit of a sell-off. And that was with the Dow up nearly 400 points. And now if you look at the futures markets, it is pretty much giving back all those gains on Friday. So Dow futures expected to open lower this um, tonight by more than 300 points. And that is a reflection of the concerns around a second wave of COVID-19 cases spiking. And you also have in Asia, pretty much the same picture. You've got markets in the red right now. And if I take a quick look at what's happening across the region, uh, you've got the Australian markets just slightly underwater. Korea down by nearly 1%. And in Japan, the Nikkei 225 down by 0.7%. And some of the risk assets, um, some of those um, barometers that we use, the Aussie dollar, Mm -hmm. typically uh, a a gauge of how much appetite there is, especially when it's exposed to the Chinese economy. That is down this morning. It's down by 0.8%, pushing towards 68 cents versus the greenback. And versus the Sing dollar is down 0.6% at 95 cents. And also oil prices down by over 2%. So there is quite a bit of caution creeping back in, um, I guess, bracing for a potential second wave. Right. While Singapore stocks were in the red last week, they did better than the US. So the SDI fell about 2.5%. How is it doing this morning, though? Yeah, heading into the weekend, SDI was in the red for two days in a row. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned down 0.7%. For the week, the SDI was down 2.4%. So coming into Monday, not a huge momentum um, with the action there. So mm-hmm. rather soft or rather negative leads. And so far this morning, tracking what I've been talking about is down 1.1% at 2,654. And some of the top movers, uh, we have the likes of the banks in the red. So UOB leading the way down mm-hmm. by over 4%, DBS down by 1.4% and OCBC down by 1.7%. Uh, what's worth noting is perennial holdings. So they have announced that they will, well, at least the CEO leading a group of share uh, investors is making a cash offer for all its shares. So it's trying to take the company private and to delist the the company. So it's made a cash offer of um, a quick look at the uh, numbers, a cash offer of 95 cents. So right now it's trading at 94 cents. That's a jump of over 36%. So that'll be one stock to look out for today. Indeed, I'll keep my eye out on perennial. I want to turn to the Singapore economy and a speech that Trade and Industry Minister Chan Chun Singh gave yesterday in which he pledged that Singapore remains committed to globalisation. Chan specifically mentioned several major infrastructural initiatives like Atuas Megaport, but he did indicate that the timeline for these projects may be adjusted. He also pledged to create some 100,000 jobs and training opportunities in the coming year. Tell us more. Yeah, so this is part of a series of uh, speeches from the ministers and Chen Chun Singh, the latest one, we had it uh, last evening. So the takeaways, he is painting what a new normal is and he is you know, saying, you know, brace yourself for things to be different. Uh, you will have countries retreating from globalization as they try to protect their own interests. So some of those jobs might not be there. Some of those opportunities might not be there, but... Don't worry because Singapore has its own unique selling point and that is its connectivity as a trade hub. So they will, or whether Singapore will still be attracting investments and uh, infrastructure investments and there will still be business for people to uh, work with. 
So that is something he's encouraging um, everyone to look forward to. So look out for new opportunities, especially leveraging Singapore's um, strengths. And also just keep yourself updated and skilled with what is relevant to the new normal. So pretty much that is the main message. And I think it's a, I guess, conf- uh, a, a show of strength, a vote of confidence for what the Singapore economy uh, is built on. Yeah, and also I suppose we need to look out for those partnerships, uh, trade agreements with other countries that could help the Singapore economy. All right, Ryan, before I let you go, I know it's Monday, not your favorite day, but are you up for a quick game? (laughs) I hope the game is easy. It is. It's called Up or Down. So I say something, you tell me if it's moving up or moving down. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Are, Are you more likely, before we start the game, are you more likely to drink a large soda at the movies or at home watching Netflix? Well, my soda days are gone. Those were long long time ago but if I had to choose <laughs> yeah. I think I would drink more soda at the cinema because you have all these you know, sales counters pushing you promoting the soda beverage and back home you know you don't really have anyone um, nudging you to have a, a cup of coke Especially a jumbo-sized cup of Coke, right? At the movie theatre, you're absolutely right. So ah. keep that in mind. Do you think sugar consumption is up or down? So I would say down because you just don't have the mood to be drinking Coke right now. Correct. For the first time in 40 years, sugar consumption is down. People just don't have as much sugar at home as when they go out. So do you think the share price of Coca-Cola is up or down? Yeah, so it would be logical to see it down because the restaurants are closed, the cinemas are closed, and those are the main places where you know, they have deals to sell Coke. You're on a roll. So Coca-Cola's share price is down. In fact, down more than 18% this year. Well, that's it for Market Watch, Ryan. Have a great day ahead. Well, thanks, Michelle. Full score is all. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.